Any big hotels have got scandals, he said. Just like every big hotel has got a ghost. Why? Hell, people come and go. Sometimes one of them will pop off in this room, heart attack or stroke or something like that. Hotels are superstitious places. No 13th floor, room 13, no mirrors on the back of the door you come in through. Stuff like that. Stephen King, The Shining. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your ghost of a host of the most, Shanna. It's Pukwa PJ. Welcome back. Hello. You ready to discuss haunted hotels? I mean, I figured that's what the theme was. Yes. Um. Well, no blood flying down hallways. No creepy mm. girls going, come play with us. Mm. So that's good news. But Is it good news for a spooky podcast? We kind of want that. If there was blood going down a hallway, like, I don't some know. good news for a podcast. <laughs> Make some good money off of it. Some good ratings right there. Listeners, I apologize. Oh, boy. Sounds like this episode's going to be a dud. I don't know. Maybe they should go listen to <laughs> Wellhouse Exorcism, maybe last week, with all of our cool people. Or listen to Games Overboard instead. That's right. Oh, yeah. Better. I mean, a possible ghost makes an appearance in Games Overboard this week. Oh, yeah. Do you want to play that? Yeah, so I have the clips lined up for our Wellhouse Exorcism listeners as well. I think I debunked it. Not sure. Okay. Well, Dan and I simultaneously debunk it because possibly. So what you're going to hear is the actual recording of us. You know, there's a lull in the conversation. And the first thing that you're going to hear when I hit play here is a breathy sound. This sound. And then we acknowledge it and talk about it. And I amplified the sound. So if it sounds like kind of weird, that's why, because I amplify it. Um, but then Dan tries to recreate the sound. So he goes into his microphone, you know, to try to recreate. <laughs> and it does sound similar. So it might have just been him making a noise, but he says he didn't make a noise. Yeah. Um, so And I was looking right at him when, and I didn't see his mouth open, but, he, you know. You never know. Uh, so, and I amplified him doing that too. So you're going to hear the... comparison. Yeah, so you're going to hear the audio change, but here's the sound. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. Did you hear that? That, that... Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was you. That was messed up. <laughs> was that you? The heck was that? I don't know. We're going to have to listen to that back. Okay, uh, let's see what else. I swear to God, if this house is haunted again... <laughs> Cool. Okay, that, that was, was me. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, like, it wasn't me who was doing it before, because I do make weird noises sometimes. I think it might have been a car going by outside. Never. No, that's not a car. So, okay, play it again. So there's that. Now here's just just that sound isolated. Okay. Okay, it's not a car. We have enough of those yeah. go past. Ooh. Only Dan's mic picked it up. Okay, so here's my so debunking. So right where I'm sitting right here. Here's my debunking. I was on the other <laughs> side of the bar on the futon and I fell asleep while you guys were recording and playing video games because I'm such a good wife. What if it was me going... Because <sighs> I breathe it's... like that sometimes when I'm sleeping. Mm. I mean, you slept by me for what, almost yeah, 20 years now. it doesn't now. sound like you're snoring. I don't snore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Right? It is interesting. And, and not, none of the heaters or anything kicked on. That was, I mean, it would sound no, different. No. Yeah. I swear, I agree with you. If this house is haunted again, <laughs> get the holy water down here. I am not dealing with that, Mr. Gosh, right now. All right. Well, I wanted to start off by reading a story out of Supernatural Pennsylvania by Lori Hull. And then we're going to go right into our creepy hotel stuff as my book flaps right in my microphone. So I, I just want to skip over the creepy voice thing you had in there because I don't want to think about it. I know, right? Can you play it one more time, actually, before I read? I was like, hold, okay. One more time. The just whole thing? The isolated the... thing. The isolated thing. I got chills now, Gray. Because right. <laughs> that's not... We have enough cars drive past. That's not a car. Yeah. So... And that's not, I mean, if that was me snoring, we would know it was me snoring. So, because yeah. I go, and then I roll over. 
Yeah. It's a really heavy breath, but it's almost like I'm not breathing. So my body picks up some air and then it rolls over. So I don't know. No, we're fine. Everything's fine. And <laughs> Angie, it wasn't her? No. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Let's get some holy water down here. We're fine. All right. So anyway, uh, again, this is coming out of the Supernatural Pennsylvania book. It's called Murder Swamp in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yes, it is. Well, As hmm. if the Games Overboard <laughs> audience may have already heard of this one. Uh, I may have been on Games Overboard, listeners, and um, I just, in the middle <laughs> of the podcast, started reading some creepy stuff. I'm like, if you like this, come listen to Wellhouse Exorcism. <laughs> I wonder if, like, because I know some of our listeners listen to Games Overboard first, and then they come listen to Wellhouse, and then others do vice versa. Yeah. So I wonder if, like... You know, you're listening to this after having listened to Games Overboard, so you have already heard that, like, breathy voice thing, <laughs> and now we're talking about it again, and, <laughs> and Murder Swamp, you heard about that a couple weeks ago, and now we're talking about that. <laughs> no, PJ. My listeners are purists. They only listen to me. That's not true. That's not true. They straight up said that they listened to mine first. <laughs> and then they came to me. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, like, on a daily schedule. They listen, like, they do Games Overboard first, and then they do Wellhouse. Well, I, whatever. And then there are some that listen to you first, and you Jackie only only listens to me. Well, there are listeners who listen only to me. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Anyway. All right, so this is in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, um, which is right on the border from Pennsylvania going into Ohio. And it's not too far from Lake Erie. So it's right there. Right up northwest. Northwest. All right. Anyway, so I'm just going to read the whole story because it's just so interesting. Now, your listeners on Games Overboard did not get the whole story. Wow. Yeah. So my listeners get the whole story. Ooh. That's right. That means I get the whole story. Yeah, finally. Anyway. (laughs) A swamp is a spooky place to begin with. Ooh. Any step you take may land you up to your knees in higher than muddy water. Ew. Yes. There are strange sounds coming from the foliage. Paths seem to wind around and around and go nowhere. Mm. If you are unfamiliar with the area, it seems like you are passing the same places over and over again. Now imagine that not only do the natural features of the swamp threaten, but the swamp was once the dumping ground for a series of murders involving decapitation. Took a turn, didn't it? A little bit. (laughs) The murderer was never caught and the victims dumped here were never identified. Their spirits are said to wander the swamp in search of something. Do they want justice? Do they search for their killer? When do we want it? <laughs> no. Oh, my head's gone. No one has reported following one of the ghosts or interacting with them. Is it possible they are seeking to lead explorers toward undiscovered victims? So in terms of the headless victims, the first victim was a young man discovered on October 6, 1925. He was nude, headless, and had been there at least three weeks. His oh, head- gross. Mm, yum. His head was found two days later, but provided no help with identification. About ten days later, a headless male skeleton was found. Again, two days later, the missing skull was discovered with a female skull. What time of the year was this? October 6th. Oh, okay. So hopefully it was, like, colder. Yeah, but it's Pennsylvania, so it could also be, like, 70 been, and sunny. It could have been 80, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so two days later, they find the missing skull, and it's discovered with a female skull. The body of that female victim was never located. So a lot of bodies, a lot of heads, mixed match parts. Hmm. Those unsolved murders, known locally as the Headless Murders, were a decade old when another headless male body was found at a railroad dump near Newcastle Junction. The victim's head never turned up. The only clues in this case were some Pittsburgh and Cleveland newspapers found under the body, which were dated from July of 1933. (laughs) What? I think the murderer is like, this is what I want you to know. It was this time period. That's what I think. That's his clue. Hmm. These Cleveland newspapers and their proximity to the railroad caused many to see a connection between these murders and a series in the Kingsbury Run area in Ohio, but the link was never formally made by investigators. They can't seem to agree on a connection or even which victims are related to the Kingsbury murders. In October of 1939, so we're talking at this point, it's another almost 15 years, mm-hmm. another decapitated and decomposed male body surfaced in the murder swamp. There were some charred newspapers near the body. These were the September issues of a Youngstown, Ohio newspaper. The head of this victim was discovered in a nearby abandoned boxcar five days later. 
The nearby boxcar may provide a link with the Kingsbury case, but it may also be a deliberate attempt by the killer to mislead investigators into thinking the murder was connected with what was, by then, a famously unsolved case. In November, one year later, another decapitated skeleton was found by a rabbit hunter in the swamp. The report of this new murder includes a reference to, quote, eight other bodies found there in the last 10 years. The numbers only make sense if three other victims are included. These were three male decapitated victims found in boxcars in a nearby township in May of 1940. The article goes on to say that police believe that Cleveland, Ohio Kingsbury run killer, was responsible for some, if not all, of the Newcastle slayings. So the first three swamp murders are likely connected with illegal alcohol and organized crime. In 1930, there was a similar case that was solved in which a racketeer admitted to the murder of a man who had double-crossed him. The man's body was found headless and his head was two miles, was found two miles away. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting. That's really cool. But lots of dead bodies, the bodies and the heads are hitting the floors at separate locations. Mm -hmm. So what's supernatural about it? Nothing. It's just creepy. But oh, the book the is super, called Supernatural. The supernatural part is that there's the ghosts wander the swamps, mm. and no one has followed them to see where they go. You were making noises when I read that part, mm. and then you famously try to drink out of a juice pouch, which I have cut from the viewers, the listeners. Well, <sighs> I'd say it's for the best, but is it? So I chose that story because it's creepy, mm-hmm. dead bodies, mm-hmm. and. It is only 58 minutes, according to my phone, from the location I want to discuss tonight. Okay. So if you want to do a creepy fun day, go visit Murder Swamp, then hop on, I think it's Route 79, and head right on up to the Conneaut Hotel. This episode is for our devout Pluto believer, listener, and Reddit commenter, (laughs) Phoenix0411. This Redditor recently suggested that I do an episode on this, and I did have some info on it already, Yep. but I went ahead and I made a whole episode. So you're welcome, Phoenix0411, and as always, Pluto forever. You can't see me, but I'm hitting my heart and putting a peace sign. Anyway, (laughs) so we are discussing the Conneaut Hotel. My references for this evening are Civil War Ghosts, Wikipedia, of course, hauntedandhistory.blogspot, and pahauntedhouses.com. And I'm here. And PJ's here. I'm here. Do you know anything of the Conneaut? Other than the fact that I read it on the Reddit page. <laughs> That's about it. And you were really busy trying to debunk the truth of what is Pluto. You were just so focused. There's no debunking necessary <laughs> there. It's a dwarf planet. That's it. It's the ninth planet in our Though I system. read a, uh, well, I I started to read, I, didn't, I never finished it, an article, and it asked if tardigrades have colonized the moon. Because <laughs> 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 apparently there were some on a Chinese something, some kind of craft that landed on the moon, and so now they're like, how many tardigrades are on the moon, and are they surviving up there? <laughs> Well, now we have to go do some I know. science. We need right? to find Let's out. Let's go. Next next trip. It's the easy, easy moon. Little trip. water bears. See how they're, they're so doing up there. Cute. <laughs> they're cuter than the stupid squonk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Conneaut Lake. So you have to talk about that first before we discuss the hotel. Mm. So Conneaut Lake is Pennsylvania's largest natural glacier lake. Okay. And is a popular summer destination for recreational boaters due to there being no horsepower limit on the lake. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. America, <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> I'm going to go there. So the Hotel Conneaut is an expensive, gorgeous hotel located in the middle of Conneaut Lake Park, a summer resort and amusement park located just a half an hour outside of Pittsburgh. It is apparently known as the crown jewel of Lake Conneaut, The park itself was founded in 1892 as an exposition fairground meant to show livestock, machinery, and industrial products coming out of western Pennsylvania. I'd like to imagine the industrial um, building at the um, Bloomsburg Fair. Yeah. That's what they put on show. Um, And I say it, they say it's the crown jewel of Lake Conneaut, but everything's falling into disrepair. So I'm not sure 
if there's something else for it to What's go the up rest against. of the place look like? <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> um, now, it is known as an amusement park, too. And at first, it's like, ooh, like a Knobles, right? Because it has the early story of, like, uh, a Knobles growth. If you're not from around here, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but Knobles is amazing. And we beat Disney World many times. For our roller coasters. In, in, well, in just food, in just a haunted house, best park, best family park. Yeah, free parking, yeah. Um, so Knobles is wonderful. So I was excited. And then I realized it's, it's no Knobles. Yeah. Was it Knobles when they first started? Like swimming hole in a carousel? And... Yes, yeah. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So initially, again, it was meant to be um, just a place, a fairground to showcase industrial stuff. Okay. During its early years, the exposition park included a dance hall, a okay. convention hall for lectures, because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get your smarts on, and a bathhouse. Okay. My, my. Very common in the time period. Several of the structures were also retained, including a farmhouse on the property that was converted into a hotel. The park's first mechanical ride, a carousel, opened in 1899 and was soon joined by other rides and a midway. So hmm. it does have like a Knobles-esque beginning. But a lot of tragedy and a lot of hands in the pie here. Oh, I think I know this place now. Ownership of the park transferred in 1901 to the Pittsburgh and Shenango. I love that. It looks like shenanigans but shenango valley railroad and several hotels were built on the property to accommodate all the guests who began to spill into the area during summer vacations because again beautiful glacier lake fantastic location originally accessible only by boat or train trolley service was extended in the park in 1907 the area soon became a popular summer tourist hangout due to its comfortable lakefront presence exciting thrill rides and cool breezes it's still pre-ac yeah. Got to get them cool breezes and a lake that allows any horsepower. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so we discussed like, you know, they, they start building everything and we have some rides coming in. But then 1908 happens. The first of our tragedy strikes, PJ. Okay. Okay. Many of the park's original buildings were lost to a fire in 1908. But new concrete block replacements were built, including the famous and haunted Dreamland Ballroom. We'll discuss the hauntedness of it later. Okay. Today, the Hotel Conyat stands strong, withstanding the lake's harsh winters to preserve the history and ghosts that lie within. Mm. Yeah, the hotel itself, they do kind of keep reinventing and um, restoring and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So the park itself was renamed Conyat Lake Park in 1920 to reflect ex- to reflect its change to a more recreational space. Carnival rides were added over the years, including the super important and beloved Blue Streak Roller Coaster in 1938. Hmm. It is now on the National Registry of Historic Roller Coasters as of 2010. And cool. again, it's a wooden coaster, which makes me think of the Phoenix at Knobles. Other rides included a tumble bug, a bumper car ride, and a figure eight roller coaster later named the Jackrabbit. Nice. Which also makes me think of like the, um, what was that? The Speed Coaster. The little white one? Yes. The, yeah. the whirlwind? Whirlwind? Oh, that one. Yeah, that was the whirlwind. Yeah, that was a good one, too. So, okay. First fire in 1908. Then another tragedy. In 1943, a large portion of a hotel on the properties, Hotel Kanya, was destroyed in a fire. This is why there is supposed to be hauntings in the hotel now. From 1943 on, the park and hotel only suffered more and more. There are many changes to owners over the next 50 years, and coupled with poor economic conditions and a lack of attendance to the park, the park flailed. In the early 2000s, the park was under new management, and things seemed to be getting better. The Blue Streak, the prize coaster of the park, which had been assumed destroyed and unusable, was given new life. With the help of many volunteers, it was finally rebuilt. So things finally start looking up. And then. <laughs> and then. I was going to say, like, it doesn't seem like this is going to go well here. <laughs> Unfortunately, a series of fires in the past 15 years seems to have crippled the park. Several fires destroyed buildings on the property, including a fire in 2008 that destroyed the Dreamland Ballroom. A fire on August 1st, 2013. Again. <laughs> that destroyed the Dockside Restaurant and the Beachfront Building. And a fire on January 4th, 2022, destroyed part of the historic Blue Streak roller coaster no. and nearby woods. 
Just what is up with the fires in this place? <laughs> I know. Thank you. Somebody should just outlaw matches. So what happened during Check this- your wires. <laughs> Something. I have a theory. So what happened on January 4th, 2022? It's all their fault. It is 100% their fault. While the Blue Streak roller coaster was being demolished, okay, okay. parts of it were being demolished because, you know, it's wood. You got to fix yeah, it and yeah. add new. A con- I'm putting this in air quotes. A controlled burn was used oh, to <laughs> to dispose of, this start of the discarded wood, and that fire spread to the portion of the coaster that was still standing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the good part. So part of the blue streak was destroyed. How close to the roller coaster were they building or burning this? You know, I, it's Pennsylvania. The winds change. I don't know. It's January. I just picture how like Knobles has rides that go underneath their coasters, and they're just there, like having a bonfire under the coaster. You think we all move? Nah, nah, it's we fine. <laughs> we good. <laughs> Well, and then they also caught some of the woods on fire. So what were they tossing? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. but It's probably like in the middle of a drought, too. And like it was January. Smokey Bear comes out and yells at them. <laughs> anyway, so no announcement of the coaster's closure had been made prior to that. And it was officially a demolition. So it's very confusing. They got it on the National Registry in 2010. And then 10, 12 years later, they are demolishing it. Not just fixing it, and everything catches on fire. <laughs> anyway, but wait. And in March of 2022, so just two months later, oh the Splash City Water Park was demolished, leaving only a portion of the Cliffhanger Falls water slide standing, which was also later demolished. Now, I have been stalking the new Conneaut Lake Park Facebook page. Which I'm not <laughs> kidding, like, that's the title of it. And I've been stalking it. The new new. The new new new, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I'm just very confused. Like, straight up. I really don't know if it's even open, this place, to be honest. <laughs> because there were posts saying, don't worry, we're going to come back and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now I know that COVID was an issue and that kind of oh, killed yeah, off yeah. a lot of their, yeah. But I'm super confused. The hotel seems to be okay. Because it does open for events. And it is hosting a paranormal con in April of this year. Okay. But they seem pretty secretive about the park and the rides and if there's any that are left standing. Mm -hmm. Um, They also do a Ghost Lake Scream Park. But from the comments I read during my stalking, it seems like they do the exact same thing every single year. So it's just a tired event and nobody wants to go anymore. And so they're losing money on that too. Mm. So... It seems a little like Knobles to me in reference to the events they offer because we know Knobles does like the, the Covered Bridge Festival yeah. and they had a pumpkin thing in the fall and they obviously do their own Halloween scream thing at Knobles too. But whether the park's actually running, I don't know. Plus, what is left at this point? We, we burned down the Nationally Historic Roller Coaster. The water slides, the water park is it's gone. It's all gone except for part of a slide, which was later demolished, so it's all gone. So I don't know. The carousel's there. I saw pictures of that. <laughs> so with all the fires and disasters that were on purpose or by accident, because I have a theory that they lit some stuff on fire hoping to get some insurance money. That's my assumption. Because who does a controlled burn so close to something supposed to be demolished? Oh I'm sorry. It seems like God does not want this park to run. I've come to that conclusion. Or, or PJ, is it haunted? And that's mm. why the ghosts, ghosts don't exactly the they don't like it. Yes. Yes, they don't like it. <laughs> so that was the wind blowing the fire into <laughs> anyway. So Hotel Conyot is a favorite of paranormal enthusiasts and ghost hunters since the hotel is a well-known haunted hotspot with most activity occurring on the third floor, not the 13th. Thought I was going to get you. Well, I mean, most hotels don't, or have buildings a don't. Have, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing in the world, by the way. It's still 13. Um, hotel Conyot has had its fair share of tragedy, historical happenings, and bad luck over the years. Being the site of fires and deaths, the hotel houses some forlorn spirits whose lives were tragically ended right there. So the most famous apparition is a woman. 
She is a bride, a newlywed, and her name is Elizabeth. And this just, again, shows the bad luck. At Lake Conneaut, they were honeymooning, she and her new husband, at the hotel on April 27th, 1943, when a terrible fire occurred. <laughs> Sensing a theme. <laughs> well, in this case... Again, God does not want this place to be here. Lightning struck the hotel's wooden oh roof. My God. <laughs> the hotel's wooden roof during a thunderstorm, and it burst into flames. Today, ghost hunters tell of experiencing the paranormal, the voice of a female, for example, in room 321, where Elizabeth and her groom had stayed. Hmm. Now, the legend to this, legend has it that her husband managed to escape the massive flames, thinking that Elizabeth had already evacuated. But he obviously was wrong. Yeah, All right. a little bit. Elizabeth ended up trapped as she searched for him, calling his name in vain. She perished in the fire and is one of Hotel Conyot's many resident spirits. She and her husband, as I said, stayed in room 321 when the fire started, and paranormal researchers have reported hearing her yell out and crying for her husband. She is seen wandering the third floor in her wedding gown, trilling a phantom scent of jasmine perfume behind her. The room itself is known for its orbs, whispers, dirty linens, and windows that open and close by themselves. Dirty linens? I I know. Right? I don't understand that part. I don't want to know. <laughs> I tried researching, but I'm like, is she wiping her eyes? You she's... like wake up and there's a dirty handkerchief on your face. Like, I oh think... no. Well, like, is it a they dirty? Got the boogies. Is it a dirty? Like bedspread, because that's linens. Is oh. it dirty towels? Like, did she wipe her dirty hands on the towels? Like, oh, come yeah. on, Elizabeth, I want to get a bath, and now my towel is gross. Oh. You're going out to dinner the next day, and you know you put out your nice clothes, and then there's just handprints on them. <sighs> Not today, Elizabeth. <laughs> However, she doesn't stay on the third floor exclusively. She has also been seen at the adjoining amusement park. So again, it could be the ghost making these fires happen. Just saying. And she's been seen in the Dreamland Ballroom, which, of course, was also destroyed in fires. Yep. But anyway, Elizabeth is Hotel Conneaut's most famous entity, so much so that the hotel named its bar and restaurant Elizabeth's Dining Room and Spirit Lounge. No huh. joke. Spirit Lounge. Spirit Lounge. Guests to the hotel report her presence most often throughout the hotel and the surrounding land. So that's kind of cool, I want to say. They should open up a fine wines and spirits store. Elizabeth's fine wine and spirits <laughs> and dirty linens. And dirty linens. <laughs> Laundromat. <laughs> dirty linens. Bring them here. <laughs> oh, anyway. What does it mean? <laughs> She's obviously giving us a sign. <laughs> or like, could it be that she's dirty because like she's in the ashes, you know? Yeah, and, she's like, sooty. So she's trying to like... That sounded mean. She's sooty. I don't know why, but it sounded mean. You sooty girl. You don't touch me. Oh, <laughs> I just want to give her a hug. Anyway. She like Simba's your forehead. <laughs> it's not it's Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Catholic joke in there. Anyway. <laughs> but she shares the space with a bevy of spooks. There's Laura regarding an old chef who stabbed and dismembered a butcher in the hotel kitchen. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, we just... 180, didn't we? That guy must have done a horrible job. He really butchered it. Um, there are some stories that the chef was mad. Really? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Oh. Wait, hold on. What detective <laughs> put those pieces of the puzzle together? I just, he needs a promotion. I know. I was like, do I include this? Holy I'll leave it as a joke because <laughs> I think so. You can't be sane when you're, anyway. It's a detective. What do you, what do you think happened here? Well, I think his life ended early, and that's what I think. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think something happened in here. This guy's dead. Is he? He's got some holes in him. Does that make him dead, though? I mean, he's, is he breathing? Regardless, we know that something happened in this room. And something did. <laughs> Where did the blood come from? <laughs> They're never going to get that out of the wood. <laughs> Anyway. They'll just burn it out. <laughs> it's worked so well. This is supposed to be a spooky... I hope Phoenix 0411 is enjoying this. Anyway, a spectral couple can be seen... This is not the place I thought of, by the way. This is not the... Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking a of a completely couple. different place. A spectral couple 
can be seen dancing in the first floor grand ballroom. They just seem happy to be together in the afterlife, and that's all they do. They dance. The they end. dance the night away. Yes, and um, people like don't really interact with them because they dance. You try and talk, it's like and the you haunted don't hear. Mansion. Oh boy. Anyway, so yeah, it's a residual haunt for for them. Yeah. Not intelligent. You can't talk to them. They just yeah. dance. There's also this is kind of creepy. There's also a soldier spirit who has been spotted in a tree at the hotel parking lot. Apparently, he's just eternally busy watching guests as they arrive and depart. He's like a <laughs> sentinel. Huh. Like, Jimmy, get out the tree. Now nah, I'm watching for the next one. <laughs> what are you there for? <laughs> uh, obviously, the lightning did not get to him and the fire did not get to him. Yeah. The spirit of a former hotel employee, John, is also seen. It is said he joins new visitors in the lobby, perhaps to check on them and to get them acquainted with the hotel and all of its features. Some people have actually talked with him and he has answered questions. So, huh. yeah. And they're like, oh, John's like, they're like, oh, you talked to John. That's a ghost. What? Yeah. So he's not see-through. It's like a, talking to a real person. Yeah. So I believe that story. And then there's two stories that are the same. So I don't, I'm going to read them both to you because okay. they sound eerily similar. All right. That was a face you just That was a face. Well, because... Here we go. (laughs) There are tales of little Angelina, a child who... Jolie. No. Good try, though. A child who legend claims died long ago when her tricycle either tumbled down a flight of stairs or off the hotel balcony. She now rides her trike on the porch of the hotel, crashing into people. (laughs) Angelina has also been spotted in the halls looking for a playmate. Listen here, you little brat. (laughs) Now, that has references to The Shining, all right? Yeah, a little bit. But listen to this one. There's also the story of a young boy who died there when he was attempting to ride his small metal tricycle down the staircase, not under any adult supervision. He lost control and fell down the large staircase, which killed him. He has been reported talking to guests and calling out for his mother in the hallways. Okay. So his story and Angelina's are the same. Yeah, so the truth got lost over time. Well, you would know if it's a girl. You know, like, Angelina's a girl. This is a boy. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's just an urban legend and it changes, you know. Exactly, yeah. So I don't know if one of those are true, if um, neither are true. Yeah, that's the thing with those kind of stories is they can be, you know, like like you said, one might be true and the other one's a twisted version of it. Yeah. Or neither are true. And, you know, if Angelina's story is is the true one. You know, it's from The Shining that we see a boy mm-hmm. riding a tricycle. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Angelina's story is the right one, but then with movies, it yeah. got twisted. Yeah. Regardless, parents do not let your children ride tricycles downstairs or off balconies. Or in a building. <laughs> yeah, they're meant for the outside. <laughs> Have them fall down on the sidewalk and scrape their now, knees. Now, if you're the only three people in the entire hotel, like in a certain movie, <laughs> then fine. <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't talk to any twins. Don't go into room 237. You'll be fine. Or in this case, 321. 321. Anywho. So now with that background, I want to give you a whole slew of first person accounts. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, because I tried looking for video footage. All the video footage was terrible. I tried looking for EVPs. I could not make out what was being said in them. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to play these. Yeah. But I have lots of first person accounts. Now, Amber's story comes from Civil War Ghosts. So just to kind of briefly summarize the first, like, couple paragraphs. She says she checks into the hotel. She feels a couple cold spots, you know. Uh, But generally, everything's fine during Uh the day once she checks in. Okay. Okay, so we're moving forward. So she says, in the evening, we were due to start a hotel-wide investigation of the hotel. So I decided to walk the hotel alone to gather in the surroundings, get myself comfortable. Since this was my first time visiting, I didn't know any of the hotel's history. I like to go to a place and see what I can gather without any outside influence. I was on the third floor when I saw smoke floating in the hallway. I could smell the smoke as well. It was a strange experience. And I decided to tell hotel staff since the clouds started to become more prominent as I wandered the hallway. At this time, the hotel was not open for business, and my group and I were the only visitors there. I hurried downstairs to the check-in desk, thinking that a fire had started in the hotel. When I brought it up to the hotel staff, they weren't surprised. They said it happens all the time, and told me of the fire that occurred here back in 1943. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 
while conducting an investigation in a guest room, while we didn't have any paranormal experiences during that time, afterward, when I listened to the playback of the audio I had captured, I heard a child's giggle, followed by a loud, Mommy, Mommy, in the hallway. The youngest person in the hotel at the time was 22 and utterly silent during the recording. At one point in the night, I was alone at the bar next to the ballroom. The team had set up cameras facing the back of the bar, which were genuinely thankful for because I saw one of the bar's cabinets open and close on its own multiple times as I sat there in silence. It was almost as if a ghastly bartender were trying to serve me. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? That is cool. So the smoke story um, actually is pretty common. Like people will Yeah, smell as stuff. soon as you said like fires were on the premises, immediately I'm like, there's got to be residual energy of the fires. So I think Elizabeth is just trying to get herself clean because you, you get that smell of smoke in your hair and your, your, you know, your dress and it just, you smell. You yeah. smell. Yeah. Well, in any case, um, and she had not done any research. Now, see, I don't know if I believe that about Amber because you go to haunted places because people say they're haunted. Yeah, because you know it's haunted. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So sometimes, you know, looking at this to debunk it, was she primed for the smell of smoke? But she said it got yeah. heavier and heavier, and the hotel staff were not surprised by that. So it must be a pretty common experience to yeah. have there. If she was, like, invited to stay there, you know, Someone, she yeah. just didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, but hearing a child's giggle and yelling, Mommy, Mommy, that freaks me out. Little kids are creepy. Yeah. All right. So anyway, thank you, Amber, from Civil War Ghosts. Also um, sounds residual, too. Yeah. I'm going to go on to Reddit now, because that's where we found Phoenix 0411, so we might as well find some more people on there. That's right. So this person's name is Mary E. Wolf, 1983. Okay. Very specific Reddit name. Now, I am reading what she has here, so if it is incorrect grammar, it is incorrect grammar. She says, we went to the Conyot Hotel for fun. If I hadn't seen that the next day in the photo, I would have just said, eh, well, that was more likely not to have seen anything, but it was still fun. I was very surprised to have caught anything. The hotel is apparently legitimately super active and haunted. We caught EVPs and the investigators caught a ton of stuff in their EVP recorders. We really caught anything because we were using our iPhones. But we heard growls in real time without recorders and with that were intelligent in response. If you ever get a chance to go, I highly recommend it. My leg started burning and tingling in the one room, and the next day I saw I had deep scratches in the same spot. And it said it was a demon, not a person, on my EVP. And it used a terrible growling voice that made the recorder's speaker crackle. He yelled it. So be careful if you do go. So, you know, grammatically speaking, I'm dying a little bit here. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, on her pay on her end, most of their iPhone stuff didn't pick up really anything, but they heard growls in real time. She felt a burning sensation on her leg. Next day, she sees these huge scratches, mm -hmm. and, you know, she caught an EVP that crackled so loudly that it actually, like, messed up their speakers, but his growling voice saying it was a demon. Yeah. So that one's kind of creepy. It's pretty messed up. Now, going on to hauntsandhistory.blogspot.com. I got two anonymouses here. Anonymouses? Hippopotamuses, anonymouses. There we go. Anonymouses. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. <laughs> English teacher. I got to just, you know, I got to work through it. All right. So the first person says, to anyone saying that this place isn't haunted, that's a lie. I've been scratched twice. I've had my name said over EVP sessions about five times. The EVP also said Michael, lost little boy, did it because he was warning me. A week or so later, I had to move out of my home. Next EVP session, it said the same thing, but now they're protecting me. Why they are protecting me or from what, I'm not sure, but it's haunted. Hmm. So if that's the boy that was riding the tricycle, his name's Michael, apparently. Yeah. I don't know, but it sounds like he took it home. So EVP sessions, he's been scratched twice there. So again, thank you, Anonymous, for that's your Anonymous up. story. Don't like that. No, Anonymous number two says, my friend and I walked around the hotel and the room that was supposedly Elizabeth's had no doorknob. But when we got to the door, the door was very hot, but it was in the middle of winter. Also, not too long ago, I was working at Ghost Lake, which is at the park during October. It's really cool. That's the haunted house that yeah. they do. And I was in the hotel dressed as Elizabeth and I felt something very cold touch me. Then also that day, my friend, her boyfriend, and I tried opening this door that she worked in front of and none of us could open it. We tried multiple times and not even her boyfriend could open it. Then she tried one more time after I said, 
If anyone is here, let us open the door. And when she tried, the door opened with ease. It was a very old bathroom that looked like no one had been there for years. It was very creepy. Huh. So that story is really cool. That one, say. yeah. That yeah. Because, like, the feeling the door being very hot, like, okay, draws back the whole, like, the fire. fire. So from pahauntedhouses.com, this one um, was the most recent, and it's the longest story that I have. And this is the last story that I have. Okay. So this person says, when I stayed here last weekend, I had really creepy experiences. My first experience happens around midnight. I was asleep when something woke me up around midnight and the noise I heard was squeaking. So I brushed it off as a mouse just moving around in the walls. But the squeaking was getting louder and louder like it was right outside my room. My room was located near the back stairwell. So I got out of bed and went to investigate what was making the squeaking sound. When I opened the door to the back of the stairwell, I saw a figure of some little kid riding a tricycle. This was very weird, as there was no one there that had any children. So I decided to take out my phone and ask a couple of questions to this figure. Before I even asked my first question, I pressed record so in case a voice came through when I played the recording back, I could hear something. So when I played the recording back, I heard something that was very startling, and the figure little kids had asked me if I was his mother. I wanted to take a photo, but when I got my phone, the figure disappeared. My next experience was near the kitchen downstairs. When I went near the kitchen, I had very bad feelings that something happened in the kitchen, and I'm a psychic, so I had visions that either a cook or a butcher killed themselves down here, and the feeling had me fe- made me feel very uneasy, and I felt like someone was watching my every move. When I turned around, there was no one there, but the feeling of someone still watching had creeped me out. Okay. I heard another. I heard either a door open or one of the drawers in the kitchen open, and then I sensed a feeling of hatred towards me standing, and at that time, I knew someone was watching me, and I didn't like it one bit. So I pressed the record button on my phone to see if I could capture an EVP. After about five minutes had passed, I decided to play the recording back, and what I caught on the recording really, really scared the life out of me. The recording said that if I don't leave, I will throw a knife at your head, and I will continue to keep throwing them if you don't get out of my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the butcher guy, the, the chef... Not so sane. I felt like what was down there wasn't happy with me being there, but I stayed and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something hit the wall right beside and I looked and I saw a butcher's knife stuck in the wall and the knife was very close and I caught another EVP saying that I warned you and I wasn't playing with and I wasn't playing with you. Before I left, I saw a butcher covered with blood standing across the room from me. I sensed that he was not happy with me, so I ran as fast as I could because the butcher looked like he was staring into the soul of me, and that made me feel very uneasy. My last experience that night was on the third floor near room 321, which is Elizabeth's room. When I was walking down the hallway to her room, the door of the room opened by itself, and the room was begging me to come in there. So I went into Elizabeth's room, and I admittedly felt some sadness in there. I swear I felt Elizabeth's presence in the room with me. I really felt terrible that she didn't survive the fire, and she burned in the fire while her fiancé thought she was already outside. I started another EVP session. After five minutes, I stopped and played it back the recording, which I took, and I heard what sounded like someone crying, and then I heard someone, which sounded like a lady, saying that it's not fair, and I was too young to die in the fire, and I never married with the love of my life. When I heard this, I started crying, and I became upset. I could feel her pain. Then I got another EVP of her saying she was stuck here forever, and that her fiancé didn't come to look for her, and she continues to cry forever. She says, I was burning here to death looking for him when he he just left me here to die the night before our wedding. I will never forgive him for doing that to me. I was young. After I listened to the EVPs, I said something to Elizabeth, and I said that I was very sorry for what happened to you, and that you never got married the next day. The next thing I knew, I felt some really cold air around me, and I felt like someone was hugging me, and when I realized what was happening, I just kind of hugged her back, because I felt that maybe it was Elizabeth, and she understood that I felt her pain. I had some really great experiences, and also some pretty creepy experiences at the hotel. Huh. Yeah, so like I kept that one for last because I'm not sure if I believe it because it kind of hits every single ghost that exists. Yeah, and it right. just seems like, you know, grade B horror. Yeah. But I don't knock people who are psychic because maybe she did see something. Yeah. But if a knife got thrown at her, that's pretty neat. Yeah. He says, I warned you. I warned you. 
So my question is, what do you think about this? I think the place is pretty darn haunted. I just saw a really cool video, too. Do you actually, does it show something pretty good? Yeah. All right, let's watch it. All right. Our listeners can't watch this, but. All right, so this guy's walking down a hallway uh, towards some double doors. It doesn't say keep out that inside, so we're <laughs> So he opens the doors, and there's a stairwell in front of him. Okay, and then he turns, looks back at, like, a little corner there. And then... <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> all right, all right. All right, it could have been someone walking ahead of him. Yeah, like, the fact that he turned around and looked backwards, like, that would have given a so child like, time to run up there. However, you know? it doubled... Like, I, to, we could try to debunk it, but, you know, he was walking on the left-hand side of those doors, and you could see to the right of him. So someone squeezing beyond him, that would be very difficult to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was pretty cool. Isn't we that need, cool? I'll, we need to add I'll that. post it to Facebook. Yeah. It, I mean, it could be someone there who pops up, but that was pretty neat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> After reading the last story, I'm like, I don't know if it's true. Okay. Yeah. Pretty neat. <laughs> so my question is, do you think it's haunted? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like the residual, the multiple reports of like the smell of smoke mm-hmm. and the heat behind doors and things like that. Like it's too frequent and too. I would say like it's too reliable and valid. Reliable, consistent. That's yeah, the consistent. word I was looking for. Um, that yeah, it's hard to deny. Yeah. For this one. Um, well, for a believer, you know, for for a skeptic, it's like, yeah, this is definitely not haunted. You know, like <laughs> my my brain is just like, God doesn't want this place to be here. I know. Like, how the, many times do you have to be like, yeah, I'm gonna try and build? I, like, I don't would rebu- like, honey, I, don't rebuild. <laughs> I wonder what happened to the land there or something. Yeah. Like why well, they can't build and keep buildings on that property. And so I didn't go back to look at the Native Americans yeah, before that because yeah. Conneaut obviously is Native American. Mm-hmm. Um. So I could do some back research. I just wanted to just t- discuss the hotel and the lake and the park. But um, it's close to Ohio. And that is where all the bad engines were. Like That's where when the white settlers were pushing out, these are the ones that were very much were keeping our land. Mm-hmm. And they would fight back tooth and nail. Yeah. And it was it was the Ohio tribe that the white settlers were mad at when they attacked the Conestoga incorrectly mm-hmm. going back to that story the loss of the entire nation the conestoga so i could imagine there was probably some kind of crazy massacre there yeah but there's no reports of a native american being seen yeah it's just it's just it's just humans. not good land <laughs> yeah, it's just i'm sorry it, i said it's humans i meant like it's it's like you know white settlers or modern ish day people yeah because John is, I mean, John's a pretty cool story. And a former employee who must have loved his job oh, I know, so much. Yeah. He's, He's like, like the guy from the Winchester mansion. Clyde. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Yeah, Everyone ignore me. Just fixing the fireplace. But this guy actually talks to you. Hi, are you feeling comfortable? Do you know where your room is? Because he, he interacts with yeah, the guests. Yeah. So that would creep me out. And, you know, no one mentioned these ghosts being see-through either. Because, like, now that exactly, you've mentioned yeah. that, I, I look yeah, for it. Yeah, you pay it. attention to Thanks, it. Thanks, PJ. Yep. Um, yeah, so I oh, I I just, I want to know what happened that God doesn't want things to grow there and, like, live there and he doesn't want to park. I don't know. Or is it, like, Elizabeth, she's so mad she's, like, lighting things on fire. Yeah. Because it says she, they see her in the park, so. Elizabeth. <laughs> We wanted to keep the Blue Streak coaster. Come on now. Anywho, so that's all I have. So Phoenix0411, I hope you appreciated and enjoyed this uh, story of the Conneaut Hotel and Lake. To all of our listeners, please get on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else it's posted. Reddit. And message us, send us an email, comment on the picture. Reddit, I guess, yeah. too. Review but, us on iTunes. Yeah, so Phoenix0411, if you want to comment somewhere on our Reddit page that mm-hmm. you are there so you can get um, your name put in. I need your actual name, so message me on Reddit. Um, as long as you're within the contiguous United States. Um, that way we can get our cool raffle basket given to some great listener. That's right. Of all of our great stuff. Super excited. And I accidentally ordered two um, <laughs> uh, two creepy Zen gardens. Zen gardens. Yeah, they're coffins. Uh, this one has red, like blood red sand, and you can dig up 
body yeah, parts. There's like a little skeleton. And well, this, I think that one has skeleton parts. Like skeleton parts. Okay, yeah. Carrie, our our paranormal expert now, I got her one that's a, a coffin. A deluxe one, yeah. And yeah, it has purple sand and it had special like shovel equipment so she could bury the dead body. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that, that's being tossed in there too now. So you can have um, a, instead of a Zen garden, it's a, it's a dead garden, I guess. Yeah dead garden um so please get your name in there so we can get our winner and we can send you guys your awesome presents as always thank you for being great listeners and helping our podcast grow um looking forward to making this my full-time job after i am hooded as a doctor i'm just gonna quit my job and be a (laughs) full-time paranormal whatever i am um, maybe we'll have some more stories of the next time we had our house exercised. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll have some live episodes or something. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want, want to no. invite it in. We're Gosh. not doing EVP sessions. <laughs> oh, we have some friends who would be so happy, though. Yeah, I know. We have a lot of people who'd be happy because they've always wanted to do an EVP session in our house. And I said, they've been oh, begging for years. Not. Now, our house is off limits. We have children who live here. Yeah. If we ever saw the house, have at it. You know, we saw the house the night before. Yeah. Um. So we'll give you updates if we figure out what the sound was. But, like, I'm looking around here and it. I think it was Dan. I think it was just Dan. Only his mic picked it up. And when he did that, when he made the sound at the end, it, it sounded similar. Yeah, but see, his microphone that he has, it's, it's a specific one that he likes. It picks yeah. up every freaking sound. Yeah. So... I mean, if if I were something trying to the full talk, thing again? no, okay. give me a second. Like if I if I were to be something I want to talk on the other side, I would use his mic because it'd be the easiest to talk into. Because it, I mean, that thing picks up everything. Yeah, it's good a good thing for EVPs, I guess. All right, so play the whole thing again. The whole thing. Here we go. I'm gonna bump the volume. Last up time, a so our listeners can hear it one more time. Okay, so again, it's gonna start with the sound. Did you hear that? That, that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was you. That was messed up. <laughs> That's Dan that talking. Yeah. The heck was that? I don't know. We're going to have to listen to that back. Okay, uh, let's see what else. I swear to God, if this house is haunted again, not going to be cool. Okay, that, that was, was me. <laughs> I just no, wanted it to make sure like, it wasn't that me who was doing that before, because I do make weird noises sometimes. I think it might have been a car going by outside. No, that it wasn't a car. So. Um, no, so I, because it kind of goes, yeah, like that, like, it couldn't even be like someone's stomach grumbling, because that sounds different when the microphones yeah. pick up that. That's annoying to edit oh, out. I hate that sound, yeah. No, that was something completely different. Yeah. Like, uh, that, I'm actually a little nervous, if I I'm going to be honest. Right? I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody come help us. <laughs> They couldn't come onto my podcast. It had to be on yours. They must. <laughs> they're weekly subscribers to Games Overboard, not Well House Exorcism. I, I want to play. They're like, don't let her get rid of us, too. <laughs> That's what it's saying. <laughs> she gets rid of us. We'll stay with you. <laughs> oh. It's fine. All right. Well, everybody, um, have a lovely week. <laughs> um, stay safe. <laughs> and as always, think spooky thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>